You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. I am Alicia, the host, and I am delighted to be spending this time with you today and sharing. Well, look, I have to be, this is a little biased. I am related to today's guest. <laughs> My cousin Belinda is getting hitched to the lovely Luke, and uh, we recently went on a holiday with them to Iceland, and it was delightful. Gosh, if you get an opportunity to go to Iceland, I would say just get on the plane and go. And actually, uh, I have learnt a lot. There were so many Americans in Iceland because it's you know sort of between halfway between Europe and America and Canada. And a lot of the budget airlines are actually doing whistle-stop stops where you can fly from Europe to America and you can stop for free. I'm not affiliated, by the way, with any of these companies. I just think this is an amazing deal. You can stop for free and visit Iceland and then go on your merry way. Either way, perhaps you're in America or Canada and you're planning a honeymoon to Europe, then you can get quite a cheap deal to stop in Reykjavik the capital and do some touring and then get back on the plane for the same price and fly on to other countries. And we thought that was magnificent. And to be honest, it's such a beautiful country and we fell in love with it. I would go back in a second and hopefully we will be going back soon with there's lots of it we didn't see. So anyway, I took along my microphone, of course, and one of the most requested things I've been receiving from wonderful bride chiller and groom chiller listening people, listeners is what we like to call them, are more real bride chiller and groom chiller stories, getting to know our listeners and their journey, because most of the time, the best advice and experiences that I've received have come from people actually doing it and saying, well, when we got hitched or we're currently planning this and we use this... And then it really opens my mind to the opportunities available and also the highs and lows and um, the experiences that we get out of getting hitched. So I decided to interview Belinda and Luke. It's sort of good because what their experience, you, as you will hear, brings is that Belinda's an Aussie. She's getting hitched in America. She's got some really open-minded views. Look, we're quite similar. You will hear. We get along very well. But, you know, she sees all the American traditions. She's been there for five years, but she sees a lot of the American traditions. She brings in some of the Australian ideas and makes some pretty interesting observations about American traditions from an insider slash outsider's point of view. She's been to a bunch of weddings in the States. They both have, and uh, also in Australia. So it's nice to hear how they are combining traditions, also removing a lot of traditions from their wedding planning And they're both just very level-headed. I think you're going to learn lots from their wedding planning story. This Actually, you'll be hearing from Belinda in a couple of weeks' time because she had a pretty shitty dress experience. I'm not going to spoil it. We don't talk much about it in this podcast because I've actually got another episode coming up called Dress Mess. And uh, I've been asking a couple of guests who've had not so positive experiences when buying a dress or their wedding attire. And it's just interesting to hear their perspective. She's very uh, cool and calm and collected about it. I was pretty annoyed. But uh, look, that's for another time. It's in a couple of weeks. I'm just happy to share this with you. Enjoy. We're a bit silly. I think you're going to enjoy it. Here we go. I don't often record podcasts on the road, but today this is quite special because I am physically on the road. Rich is driving a four-wheel drive. 
I'm here with my cousin Belinda, her lovely fiance Luke, and this is the wedding podcast from Iceland. Save the diet, Iceland edition. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm excited to be joined by Belinda and Luke because they are getting hitched this coming November in Hawaii. We're getting Maui'd. There it is. And uh, aloha, says Rich. No talking in the front seat. The microphone's not directed to you. So I've been gagging to ask a million questions, uh, especially of Belinda Jane, because I, I pick up on things, I get vibes, and I've said before on the podcast that I feel we're very similar. We get along very well, and, uh, you know, I think everyone's going to enjoy hearing about your wedding planning journey. Also, because I think we have very similar ideas about not necessarily being, no disrespect to your marriage, that like into the idea of weddings. So let's kick it off. <laughs> Where do we start? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also going to be the MC at the wedding. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't have it without you being the MC. It's. I feel quite actually more nervous about this than other other events and things because the family's going to be there I don't want to let you down I want to do a really good job no I think you'll be fine and um I thought it would be an easy job for you because it should come our natural to you (laughs) since we are family um but it's a funny thing to MC because I straight away was like oh yeah Alicia I want her to be the MC and Luke was like what do you mean an MC and Ah. this is where our um our, uh, how do you call it, cultural differences yes. come into play here because uh, the typical American wedding apparently doesn't have an MC and instead they pay the DJ to yeah. um, do the announcements, which I've been to a few weddings before and have had this DJ, you know, run the show. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I think that the Australian way of having an MC just makes it more personalised and it just puts a more... She's more human. She's yeah. more human. And, you know, you can have some uh, references that just a DJ wouldn't be able to bring to it. So I'm also a bit distracted because we're just driving through the most beautiful scenery. <laughs> and I'm like, we're going to record a podcast now. And it's literally like something out of, I was going to say Game of Thrones or a Tolkien movie. There are uh, beautiful ice cap mountains. There are fields. There are, like, little almost like Amish style, that she's taking photos, Amish style sort of barns. barns. So if we, yeah, I want to say as well, if we are distracted, it's just by the beauty of our surroundings and living in the now. But the now is also talking about your wedding. Yes. So I agree with you about the MC stuff and I found over the 18 months of hosting this podcast, I've learnt so much about all the different cultural um habits and things that we've all gotten into and I think MC is a very uh, malleable great role for people that often is missed out and I think it's a really good chance to be giving someone in your family or a friend the uh, chance to host and and share stories that a DJ doesn't necessarily have any knowledge of your background or who the hell you are so why wouldn't you do that? Yeah absolutely agree and it's also not that you want to delegate roles to people but it is that extra role that you can give someone that means something Totes. And to that person and to yourself and we are still having a DJ like the DJ is going to be there but is the his DJ Daryl <laughs> Daryl the DJ we I don't even 
well, that brings up our wedding planner. We don't know what the DJ's name is, but the DJ's there to play music, which is what I would think the DJ's probably better at. I agree. And I think there are, I know uh, I had an earlier episode that had a lovely uh, DJ and master of ceremonies together and he was great but I do think that's a particular skill that a lot of DJs as you said don't necessarily have that uh, you should if you are planning to use an outside source to to do this to be an MC maybe ask them a little bit about how they host and what they do because not everyone has those skills yeah I would agree Okay, let's talk about the wedding planner. You were getting married. You live in Chicago. Don't let the accent fool you. You're marrying Luke, who is an American. I'm marrying Luke, who is from Indiana. Um, And we live in Chicago. We met uh, very romantically at a bar in (laughs) Chicago. And, um, yeah, when we first got engaged, we kind of toyed with the idea of having two weddings, one in Australia and one in the US. But as we kind of looked into it, the dollar signs just kept adding up and so we you know we always kind of said oh it'd be great to do a destination wedding and then actually my mum joked about Hawaii just because I think that she wanted to go on holidays there. Can I just say when she joked this is how quick this (laughs) happened Belinda and Luke actually came to London and Luke had let us in on the fact that he was going to propose and we were very we had quite a funny afternoon where do you want to tell the story? It's it, your proposal. It, it was quite funny. Um, so we come over to London. Um, I was going over there for work and Luke came over a little early. And um, anyway, we got off the flight, had a shower, went to Alicia and Rich's place. We thought it'd be a great idea to go and get some lunch. And they took us to a, a cute little uh, cafe uh, with some Australian food from memory. And um, anyway, you know... 10 minutes into the meal and Luke all of a sudden gets a uh, hot flush hot flush hot he flush. like changed colour he did um, ghostly white it was it was a little scary to be honest yeah and so he kind of uh, ran out of the restaurant and now looking back obviously because these guys were in on it Rich attended to him and went out pretty quickly after yeah. him and I was like oh what's Luke doing get it together um, and he was more, oh, you know, it's just hot in here, playing it off. But he, I think he probably was freaking out. I, I don't blame let's him. Let's just go to the source. Luke, was it, what was it? I mean, you had just gotten off a plane. Well, I'm sure that was part of it too, but I was actually feeling quite ill at that point because if you've ever done a, a flight from the U.S. back over to London, you usually leave in the evening there, you land in the morning there, you don't really get much sleep, but... I'm sure there is probably multiple factors at play there. Yeah, I always want to defend the fact that you had had very little sleep. We had just basically said, quick, let's go have coffee. And you had all this, I'm sure, a little pent-up, not stress, but I'm sure there were some emotions there that were even just deep-seated. Well, yeah, it was a bit stressful, too, because I had, you know, I had planned planned out everything, and I I got this ring in advance hiding in my sock drawer for for. It had been about a month, and then I was carrying it standby on the flight and then freaking out the whole time, looking at any shifty person walking by our bags or anything. But I don't know. You know, I think we went back. I took a nap, felt better. I think it all turned out pretty well. So you have the nap, and then we had arranged to meet your parents for dinner who were also just happened to be in town on holiday. Like, this is all very random. It's very, it's, it's very ironic, but it was very random. 
And so we we decided to walk to the restaurant knowing that Luke was going to, to pop the question in a beautiful park near our home. But we wanted to be able to give you some spare time away from us so he could ask the question. But we... Uh, couldn't find a way and I love a story but I just really couldn't find a way to get away from you so we made up this sort of shifty thing that Rich had to go back to his office which was nearby to do some printing (laughs) which at the time I was like what is going on like I, I I wouldn't say I was suspicious but Everyone was just acting a bit shady. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was really hard. Like, I love a bit of a scheme and a deception, but with you, it felt harder to do. Well, I think we were all caught up in the moment. Even me, I was half jet like I didn't know what was going on. But yeah, they ran off to do some photocopies, and then Luke grabbed my hand and hurried me towards the uh, riverfront, and then started detailing the scenery which I was like how do you know what's around here you've never been here before um and then yeah one thing led to another and we got engaged and then we came back and ended up walking after celebrating having some photos we walked to the restaurant to meet your mum and dad and immediately your mum says you should get married in Hawaii this is within (laughs) 20 seconds of you arriving she looked at the ring they hugged said congratulations and then she was straight into Hawaii she was and I'll just say before that when we walked in I accidentally stepped on a dog's foot yeah and it made this noise (laughs) (laughs) and like I thought we're gonna get thrown out of the restaurant because that dog seemed to be favored there anyway that's another random story but yeah, straight away my mum was like, "How about Hawaii?" So she'd obviously been planning this, and um, you know, we we didn't necessarily like lock it in straight away. But the more we got into the thinking and planning of it, the more we th- realised that Hawaii probably was the way to go. It's a good middle middle ground, I suppose, for your Australian family and friends and the Americans who are coming across to visit. Uh, the wedding so I think it's a good it's a really and it's beautiful yeah. most importantly it's literally halfway in between so um yeah and it's been nice because we also we knew that a destination wedding you know it's it's a lot financially for the guests to come and we knew that yeah not everyone we want to be there will come but um it's a good excuse for people to take a holiday that they they wouldn't usually do and especially Americans, I'm just going to call it right here. Americans need to take more holidays. They just do not take enough holidays. Oh, amen, sister. I feel the same way living in London that so many people are a surprise when Rich and I go, we're going to go to Paris for the weekend. And it's not like we are Richie ditches. We are certainly not heavy with coin, but we just like the opportunity to go and live and see outside. And I think a lot of people, when they live near things, they choose not to go. And as you said, uh, they do seem to, Americans seem to be scared of taking holidays sometimes. They do. They really do. And I, I mean, I, I think I believe this a lot more because I work in the travel industry and I just, I just think that people could uh, just take a trip or two more, you know, put some money aside specifically for holidays. Like I know, you know, trips aren't cheap, but I think if you make it a priority, it'll happen. I really think we are never going to say, Whenever death comes, we're never going to be sitting around beforehand going, oh, I really wish I didn't take that holiday. Definitely not going to be doing that, especially after we've been to Iceland. 
just want to say, as a small break from our story, we just went past the most spectacular waterfall. Fact. <laughs> and now we're in amongst some big mountains. It's very Jurassic Park-esque now. What's the theme tune to Jurassic Park? Oh, um. Oh, can you... Oh, yeah. That's, that was the theme tune to Jurassic Park, and that's what we are surrounded in uh, currently in this trip. We're in Iceland, we're on holiday, Belinda and Luke are getting hitched, and we are very keen. Here we go, she's taking a photo, you'll be able to hear that. There it is. We'll put these on the blog. We'll, we will Instagram some of these and the blog, exactly. I don't know if that was a great shot. Look, I'm just going to interrupt myself because I can... Coming up in the second part of this episode, we talk all about planning a destination wedding, hiring a wedding planner that may not always do exactly what you're asking them to do, and also a little bit more about including technology in your wedding. Belinda and Luke have really gone out of their way to do this, to make things easier. It's always a bit of a battle, though, when it comes to dealing with older people and trying to get them on track and on board in using a computer, an app. A sort of technology to transfer information that doesn't include physical papers. It's very funny. You will learn a lot. Belinda has done her research. She is a very organized person. She knows what she wants. She doesn't take any shit. And I really love that about her wedding planning, their wedding planning. Uh, but I had the mic in Belinda's face most of the time because Luke and Rich were driving and navigating. All right, there will be more of this loveliness after this very short break and uh, I do encourage you to support my sponsors they are who help me make this show also if you would like to leave a donation for uh, saying thanks if you enjoy the show I need to be more resilient and open about asking for this so here it is you can visit paypal.me slash bridechiller that is paypal dot me slash bride chiller and uh, you can leave me a token gesture of thanks so let's get around to planning a destination wedding i know you have had some highs and lows when it comes to getting hitched overseas like you said the idea that you know you found a middle ground physically for people to come to and also you've given people plenty of time you, when did you send it all out? Yeah, we have. Um, we decided in October 2015 to get married in Hawaii, get Mauid. And then, <laughs> sorry, it just, uh, it's not funny to anyone else. I really but me, enjoy I it. I really enjoy um, it. And then our wedding is November 2016, so that's 13 months. And I um, didn't want to do, uh, just putting it all out there, I didn't want to send out paper invitations I just that to me is a lot of time on our end and also as a recipient we get so many of those that we're like oh have you posted it have you posted it no shit we never posted it um so we didn't want to do the paper invitation so we we decided to do a um, website but doing that straight away was I think a really good thing because it meant that we had all the information well not all the information we had everything that we knew at that point on a website and then the website I use which um, is Appy Couple uh, I would 
very much recommend it. I actually spent a few days and kind of tested a few of the other websites out there, but Appy Couple has it just had everything that we wanted and it's also really cool it has an app so hopefully everyone that attends the wedding will download the app and then we can spam them with push notifications <laughs> when they get to Hawaii that's our plan like oh we're at the bar come here see now I love that and it's funny because I think talking to the family about the app and also doing some research now as well for the podcast and I've spoken about you using this app and how delighted we were when we first got the message to say download the app and let's get involved straight away you know within a couple of hours everyone was putting up photos of you guys and them with you together and also doing lots of uh, updates and you were able to add accommodation information and travel I mean straight away you knew where we we knew where we stood and we could start planning but also we felt like we were part of the wedding community because everyone was updating photos and info and it felt like oh yeah this is our crew yeah we it's already it's like and we still have six months to get married and to be honest there's still a lot of information that we need to put on the website that we haven't but that's the good thing about it is that it's a work in progress in the sense that you don't have to have all your information when you send out the save the dates um and we've told people to bookmark and come back and check but i will say we have had some interesting comments on the website from the uh older generation Mm, do tell um both of our parents um, separately mentioned that not all of their friends used the internet or apps. So this I find really hard. To, now we I, we had dinner last night and I told a story about my dad, who you will hear from. He's going to be at the wedding. We haven't had dad on the podcast yet, but he's chronically hopeless when it comes to technology. I talk about him in stand up comedy and say he can pull apart an engine. Like he's like you could blindfold him. He could put a pull apart an engine, put it back together. But if you fucking put a, a phone in his hand, he's like, I don't understand what this is. Like it's it's so cliche. You couldn't make it up. Sweet Uncle D, that's <laughs> that's D Mac. Um, yeah, we just had some feedback that um, oh they think it's clever, clever being the word that we have a website, but can you print out some invitations and send them to my friends? And at first, I'm not going to lie, I was pissed off about this because I was like, this is why we didn't want to print invitations. But a quick work around that, I did a a little Shutterstock um, shopping trip and also Googled some promo codes. And I just literally printed off the holiday cards amazing, (laughs) with a photo and put, you know, this is the date if you want to come visit our website so I directed people to the website but just and I gave those to both my parents and his parents to distribute but I think there is still that generation of people that want that tangible invitation that they can hold and put on the fridge so yeah we did the wedding website and I would do it again in a heartbeat but can you you talk me through the costings of Appy Couple oh yeah um I think it was about $35 um and that was it. That's it. That, that was it. That's it. And so if we wanted to get a personalized URL with our, you know, first name, last name, dot com, you had to pay extra for that. Don't need that. Um, see why well, well we get along. <laughs> but I have a friend that I work with that got engaged after me and I told her about Appy Couple and she has since gone down the Appy Couple path and she paid for that. And you know what? It works for her. But, you know, we are... We are pretty uh, basic people, so and we couple, didn't do that. They, yeah, I love that, though, but who needs it? I wouldn't have even noticed 
I've just gone to the app. I've never even seen the website. I have to be honest. I've not logged on to the yeah, desktop thing. Anyways. So did they? Um, but I will visit. Don't doubt. Do they help you collate your RSVPs? It's all. It's so great. It's all automatic in the sense that you can upload a. Uh, Excel document with first name, last name, um, and then it kind of populates into their system and then you can select if you want a plus one for that person or a plus two because that's a big thing as well is that we um, very much um, in the Australian way, I would say, um, God bless America, they're very, generally speaking, open-armed to wedding guests um, and plus ones, but if I don't know you, I don't want you at my wedding. I just do not want people there that don't know us and don't know our story and are just coming because they're the candy of the month. I just don't want that. And so that was one thing that, and when I say I, we did not want that. Luke is here. He's just <laughs> <laughs> Luke, for the record, I probably sound like I'm this crazy dominating bride, but um, Luke is very laid back and... Um, shy so that's why he's not talking as much well, for the record you don't sound like that and you sound very uh in control and i think calm and i would say many people listening would be saying oh, she's bride chiller <laughs> i am a bride chiller and i'm proud of that um uh like you can't stress out about this especially if you do your destination wedding that's that shows that you have a personality that you want it to be laid back and you want to make a good time out of it and there's no point stressing out about it and that's also why Luke's not stressed at all he's never been stressed he seems very relaxed no and it's funny Luke god bless he just is so laid back that I said you know what is the one thing that you want out of this wedding like what's your must have and he said I want a ukulele player shut up Luke (laughs) yeah I love that that was not what I was expecting to hear I don't think that was a tall request I don't think it's tall at all. I think it's wonderful. And I think the latest update, we might actually have two ukuleles. Oh, my yes. God. Bring the house down. Yeah. It's exceeding expectations. But we both kind of said, what's the one thing that we both want? And uh, mine was, I, I really want, I want to have strong cocktails. Like, I want people to have a good, tasty drink. You want them to get their buzz on. I do. I, I want that. Optional, of course, but I want that. And Luke's was the ukulele player. Both very easily produced uh, goals, but yeah. also something I think you need to stand with. And there's a really good question, and I want people to think about this, that if they haven't discussed that with their partner, we'll stop the pod. Don't stop the podcast. But when you see your partner next, say that. Because even if you're getting married next week, there are still things that you can add to your celebration that reflects what they actually want. And also, by doing that, then you can really get it out in the books, paper. What, what am I trying to say? Table? Just put it on the table. Thank you. you. Know. If, if there's the one thing, and everyone has their one thing, and it might be, you know, I want a dress by this designer, whatever it might be, I just think if you know what your your number one is, other than obviously having all your friends and family there. Yes, obviously. Yeah, it's just a good thing to be, I don't know. Let's talk about the wedding planner. Oh, How do we right. feel about, we won't name her, because I feel like that's not... We're not going to name we're not, her. No. We're not, this is not good. We, we, I may talk to her on the podcast in the future, but we want to be honest and open, and I feel like we can do that yeah. in this sort of environment. So uh, I never thought I would have a wedding planner. I was like, oh, that's a waste of money. I can do it myself. Um, never even considered it. When we went out to Hawaii, it 
got quite obvious within the first 10 minutes that um, this was going to be a little tricky just because we don't live there. Um, And also both of us do work pretty ridiculous hours Mm. and it just, yeah, it, it just kind of... I don't think it's a necessity to have one, um, but I think just for our situation, having a wedding planner just made sense. Um, that being said, we shopped around, and I went to Yelp for all things. You love a Yelp, don't you? I love Yelp. I love Yelp. And we went to Yelp, and we did a little browsing, and, um, you know, I called a few places, and straight away on the phone, I could I could just tell yay or nay. And then what, what were the things? Just the way they spoke with yeah, you? Yeah, the what? way they spoke and just or not getting back to me or, you know, if I'm going to give you money, you should uh, return my phone call. Just not Especially at the beginning of a business yeah. relationship, it's really easy to judge people about their customer relations and the way that they choose to run their business. And if they can't return a phone call, I don't think that bodes very well for them. And then one of the companies I called was Hello blah blah company name we make your wedding dreams come true and I was like oh wow I I don't want that um (laughs) so anyway so we did find our wedding planner also um based on the fact of her price model because as I as I looked into it um these wedding planners charge and not all of them do and I'm not an expert in this but the ones we spoke to didn't charge a flat rate and they charge a percentage on top of whatever they booked for you and I just saw that as dollar bills because mm. obviously they're going to promote to you something that's more expensive because they're going to get more cut of it. Yeah. So the reason why we also went with this wedding planner that we chose was because she's a flat rate and it's a very reasonable flat rate and she does it all from start to finish and she's there on the day. So it doesn't matter what we order or what supplier we go with. She has no bias because it's the same price for her. So do you find, how was her demeanour and stuff when you first met her? Were you happy? Yeah, when I first met her, she was um, very Hawaiian, um, very laid back. And that was actually a draw card for us because she was very calm and not fancy and just, she was just a normal person and she wasn't pushy. And that's, that's exactly why we went with her. And of course, the whole pricing thing as well. I think the pricing thing is a really good thing to remember. And as I've spoken about before, there are so many different models. There is sort of no, uh, well, it's not one size fits all. Exactly. And I think if you are very open and honest about your budget and you're firm with them, the commission-based situation can work for you. But I also agree, I've heard lots of feedback from very similar sort of situations to what Belinda was saying that their prices are pushed up. Also, there are shady, in like in any industries, uh, there are shady people out there that only work with certain suppliers because they have a deal going with them, which is not necessarily a bad thing if the suppliers are good, but also you want options, you want choices, and you need to be making um, that quite clear that if you are going into a commission-based relationship with the wedding planner, that you get it all out in the open and say, look, if I bring you a florist, then you're going to work with the florist if that's what I want without being an asshole. Say it nicely, but do all this before you sign a contract. That's my advice to you. So you've invited this woman into your life. We, we, yeah, we did. Uh, we have. Uh, she's still in our life. And um, <laughs> no, I shouldn't be that harsh, but there just have been some things that um, have been a bit scary to me um, just because being a wedding planner, I just, I don't know, I'm paying for you and I would expect you to 
respond to my emails within you know a week or two yeah, um, I think when you said I was expecting you to go 24 hours this is Belinda's relaxed we're Australian we're not crazy but when someone does not respond within a week yeah. I find that a little rudy and at first I was like maybe she died like honestly that was my first <laughs> no but I really was like she hasn't responded to me maybe she's not okay um and then I called. Sorry for laughing at that. No, no, and I feel terrible for saying that. But then I called her just to, I honestly called just to check in. And I was just emailing about something that's not even, I can't remember what it was. And she was like, aloha, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, hi, just following up on the email I sent a week ago. And I also did a follow-up email to that. Um, oh, yeah, let me just look. Oh, right, yes, X, Y, Z. And there was no kind of... Um, Sorry, I didn't write back to your email. And But at the same time, they'd have... I don't know. This is a hard thing for me because I, I think it's because the nature of my job, if I don't respond to an email within two days, you know, someone comes after me type of thing. So I think I have that layer on top of me that... And as a person, I will say, uh, again, in a personal way, you're very uh, friendly, optimistic but efficient as well and I've watched you over the years evolve I feel like your mum I've watched you over the years evolve but you know I, you get shit done but also looking at the way we've booked this holiday we're all quite relaxed but also you you have expectations like we all do that everyone's going to pull pull the do their part yeah. and I think when someone doesn't it can be quite disappointing yeah and so at first it was a bit alarming to me but as we've been working with her I think it's just the nature of her gig in the sense that my wedding is six months away, so she has, you know, 50, 60, 200 before then. So I think for me it was a bit of a, oh, okay, you just need to relax a little. Even though I was relaxed, I was a bright chiller. Um, so that was a, that kind of caught me off guard just because I, I did expect this 24-hour turnaround. Um, but the thing that panicked me the most was when we actually went out to Hawaii for a second visit and she emailed and said really looking forward to meeting you both and we had we had met her and spent a few days with her so that was a bit oh fuck what is she doing yeah yeah I, I that's a pro- when you said that to me I was like uh, okay that's not great but um, we got to give her the benefit yeah we did and we went in there with an open mind and I think straight away she uh realized that she'd met us <laughs> and I mean can I know, just say we're not supermodels like you're a very attractive couple but also you the accent is something i'm not saying she'd be planning millions of of australian american weddings but i think you're very blonde and gorgeous luke is a lovely lovely gentleman strapping, also very strapping and handsome <laughs> i said very handsome but it's the idea to go you're a couple that i think are remember are rememberable i i, I would hope people would remember us but that's okay she didn't but then I think she got it together and she did and you know it was one of those things where I was like oh my gosh how does this lady not remember us but again I just have to realize that she is busy and she has a lot on and so there have been a few little hiccups here and there like she sent us the food menu three months later and asked us to choose the vendor we'd already paid for the vendor three months prior and locked in the locked in the menu so that was a little panicking because we were like have you actually paid for what we gave you the money for but I think it is just one of those things that 
again, as long as she gets it together on the day, which I think she she will, and you know her reviews. I always go back to Yelp. Her reviews, Yelp doesn't lie. Like the bad and the ugly is on there, and she doesn't really have that. So I think yes, she might seem like she needs to be a little more organized with her clients, but I think that she does have it together. And I do think we experienced a very similar situation with our caterers at our wedding. We were a little worried because they were very uh, flexible when it came to returning emails and trying to communicate when we just wanted an answer quickly. And then they really came through with the goods, like they exceeded our expectations on the day. So I think a lot of people write to me with situations where vendors aren't being necessarily as jumpy as they should be and is on to it, but then most of the time they do come through with the goods but it is good to be on to them and let them know that you are acknowledging that the fact they're being a bit slack or not coming back because you don't want to let them get away with stuff especially if you know they're not great yeah and you know if she does drop the ball again like I'm just gonna keep it's it's unfortunate because my idea of having a wedding planner was that I could be completely hands-off yep but maybe it's a good thing that I am a little more tuned in and you know interested in what's going on because I need to stay on her back just a little bit yeah and we've got look six months out I know there'll be more updates we're on quite a rocky road so I am (laughs) voices being affected uh there'll be will be updates and you will hear more from Belinda and Luke next episode we're doing a two-parter in this actually I'm really happy about episode two because it poses a couple of questions that I would really like your feedback on I know that Belinda and Luke would like your feedback on it is surrounding the idea of not telling people where to sit at your wedding reception we have quite a big discussion about this I'm in two minds I think that potentially it's a dangerous dangerous wedding planning uh, situation where you're just saying it's a free-for-all but also I love the casualness of it all look lots to say really excited to be sharing more of their wedding planning journey I think they're fun what did you think if you are a bride chiller graduate or if you are planning your wedding and you've had lots of highs and lows or maybe just lots of highs that's also great and you would like to share your story with me you can leave me a voice message Simply go to thebridechiller.com. You will see a box there that you can hit record. Or if you feel more comfortable, just leave me a voice message, like record it. You go, I'm picking up my iPhone now. This is my iPhone. Uh, I have to, sim- I'm like explaining it with my hands, even though this is an audio podcast, which I've been doing for nearly two years. It, I don't need props. You just simply record me a voice message and then forward the attachment to me. And I will play it on the show. Or if you have a more long-form situation, you'd like to be interviewed on the show, I'm also open for that. Send me an email. Get in touch. Until Thursday's episode of the show, which will be part two of this wonderful interview. And then, of course, Friday, Friday Quickie, will be doing more bride chiller and groom chiller, wedding planning, questions, conundrums, thoughts, feelings. They will be coming up. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I love hearing from you. Until Thursday, happy days.